1: Welcome back to Monsters and Mixers Podcast. We are your hosts. I am Emma. And I am Amy. And uh, this week is a true crime week, but it's going to be a little different than some of our other true crime episodes. I was kind of getting a little tired of, not tired, but a little exhausted with doing these depressing, sad, heavy stories. So I needed just a little mental break from some research here. Yeah, it gets a little little daunting
0: even listening to them. I know that's why we do it, um, you know, to bring awareness, but it is... A lot of really deep, heavy, hard-hitting content, in, mm-hmm. yeah, which is kind of nice. John one kind of knocked me on my ass a little bit. Yeah, which is nice for us to do like the one week of true crime, one week of paranormal, because you get kind of that break. But even a
1: lot of the paranormal stories we cover involve ghosts because of vicious murder.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah, and then I did the two weeks of John so it was yeah. just a little bit much. So this isn't going to necessarily be like a light-hearted episode, but it's going to be just something a little different that I think will be good for us. And I'm going to be reading some of the scary stories that I personally found on the let's not meet subreddit. Um, I found this subreddit, probably like my sophomore year of high school because that's when they gave us um, school computers. And I spent a lot of my time in my math classes on Reddit and on no sleep and Let's Not Meet, which is not necessarily great advice, but... If you've noticed from our past episodes, (laughs) neither one of us can do math well and that
0: might be a contributing factor. Yeah, I'm
1: not very good at math and I never was interested in math, so it was my longest period and I spent a lot of time on Reddit. Yeah, Um, And if you aren't familiar with what that is, the Let's Not Meet subreddit, it's an online thread where people can submit their creepy encounters with strangers and sinister individuals. And it's been around for a really long time. Um, Some of the stories that I was reading and looking at were posted like nine years ago. So it's one of like the older, I want to say older threads on there. Um, And unlike the No Sleep subreddit, all of the stories within this one are presented as true real life experiences. That's actually one of the rules before you can post anything is that you're not allowed to post like fictional stories it's supposed to be like actual personal um, experiences of course you can't vet that or prove that that's true but that is what most of them are presented as and some of them are absolutely horrifying yeah
0: before we dive too far into that i just want to give a quick thank you to our listener tracy who submitted some new things for us to look at
1: yesterday so thank you very much tracy we appreciate it it was very cool. Yeah, we love that too. So if there are like stories that we haven't covered that you want us to cover, I know sometimes when I posted the JonBenet A one, people said that they've been waiting for that. If there's some that some that you want us to do, let me yeah. know. I'm always down to especially if there's smaller cases that maybe you know about and other people don't really talk about, let me know and I'll do my research.
0: Because it is a very, very vast amount of information. You can look and look and look and not see everything or cover
1: everything. Yeah, and it's also nice to kind of just get different perspectives on things, too. I mean, you can listen to five different podcasts on the same true crime case and get different information in each each one. Absolutely. So it's nice to just kind of have that out there. Yeah, so be like Tracy. Send us info. <laughs> and thank you, Tracy. All right, so we're just going to get right into it. The first one, this is like the coolest story name that I've ever heard in my life, but it's called Surgical Z- Zombie Smoke Break. Okay. From the Redditor user POTUS Nope with a K, so that's a nice little parks and rec yeah reference there. Leslie Nope. So, I have a lot of weird encounters outside my office on my smoke breaks, but I think this one takes the cake, even with how anticlimactic it was. Today I was sitting on the wall outside my building, smoking and messing around on my phone. I had probably been sitting there for about two minutes without looking up when I finally do and notice a guy on the corner about 20 feet away staring intently at me. He's hunched over facing me in the classic zombie pose, wearing a large coat, a surgical mask, and gloves. That's horrible. I didn't know how long he'd been standing there, but it was daytime and the area is relatively populated, so despite being the only person on the street, I wasn't too worried. I went back to looking uh, at my phone, but kept discreetly glancing in his direction to see if he was still there. He didn't move or stop looking at me for probably another minute and a a half. Just sunken shoulders with his unblinking eyes pointed directly at me over his mask. Finally, I notice an older man walking towards us, and my cigarette is almost finished, so I assume worst comes to worst. This guy will be near if anything happens. I glance back at my phone and hear what I assume are the older man's footsteps approaching. Before I have the chance to look up, the surgical zombie is sitting within an inch of me on the wall. I'm a polite girl, so I give him a vague smile while my inner self and personal space are screaming at me to get up and leave. He asks me for a cigarette, so I give him one, and he just continues to sit there with it unlit. I can't find my manners or fight my manners, so I ask him if he needs a light, and he gives me a gloved double thumbs up and stares at me. I ask him if that meant he had one to which he responds with another double thumbs up. I assume that was him saying he did, so I turn back to my phone, planning on taking one more drag before getting up to leave. He then says, yes, I need one. So I give him my lighter. He hands it back, and I put my smoke out and stand up. He then begins laughing, like full belly laughing. I didn't really know how to respond, so I tell him to have a nice day and walk into my building. To be honest, I've never really had a fear of people, and I can't say this is the first time I've had... I've had someone do something like this, but the mask and gloves really added to the absurdity of the situation.
0: Yeah, that's um, really, <laughs> really unnerving.
1: I can't imagine
0: any reason why that person would have needed the trench coat, gloves, and mask. Because mm-hmm. you said this was how long ago? I don't have. You don't know time time frame. I mean, was it? I wonder if it was post COVID. I don't believe so. Which makes it creepier, because yeah. I could kind of understand now in a big city, if, we probably wouldn't think twice about passing somebody in a trench coat and a mask, because we're all just like, okay,
1: they just don't want to get COVID, but... Well, yeah, but I think the COVID thing, even if this was post-COVID, which I don't believe it was, um, kind of goes out the window when he moves like an inch True. close to her there and asks no for a social cigarette. Distancing. I don't think he's too worried about being far away from people.
0: Yeah, that... I wouldn't have given him anything. I would have gotten up and immediately went inside, but...
1: Yeah. I'm sure he was harmless, but it's, like, (laughs) a little strange. (laughs) Lots of people
0: think other people are harmless, and sometimes that's their last thought, and I don't want to be that. Yeah.
1: Nope, I'd be gone. Yeah. Agreed. So the next one is called, My brother saw a ghost as a kid. Two decades later, I realized what he actually saw. And this is by a Reddit user, Florianizer. I was about seven years old. My brother was about ten. It was well past our bedtime when our mom woke up off the couch to put us to bed. Our dad worked construction out of town back then, so I was o- it was often just us three at the house for weeks at a time. Up the stairs into to the immediate right was our parents' bedroom. Going left put you in the middle of a hallway. Taking another left down that hallway led to my brother's room. The opposite end was my room, which was also across the hall from our upstairs bathroom. At either end of the hallway, our windowed doors, we always kept locked and rarely used. The door on my end led to a balcony overlooking our front yard, and the door on my brother's end opened up to our back porch, and the house kind of leaned into a small hill. My brother and mom both had a habit of waking up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom. I only knew this because I was always a light sleeper and they just couldn't help flushing with the door wide open. This night, however, my brother stopped on his way to his room and came back towards the bathroom. I'm going to try to pee before I go to bed. The past few nights have been too afraid to walk to the bathroom. I keep seeing a man wearing stripes at the end of the hallway. I don't know if my mom wrote it off as my brother telling ghost stories to try to scare me or if she was already half asleep and didn't catch it, but she didn't react at all to my brother's confession. I, on the other hand, was terrified by it. The fear of seeing a ghost like that at the end of the hallway or through the windows is the reason I started running from the stairs to my bedroom at night. I still do that. I was going to say, I'm I'm well into my 40s and that is my nightly routine. Years later, when I was about 18, my mom and I were having a conversation in her car about a dog we had for a very short time when I was little. We were sharing stories about Max's tendency towards destroying my shoes and other unruly behaviors when my mom blurted out, Do you remember that time I opened the front door for the cops and Max ran inside to the kitchen and started tearing open that big bag of dog food we had? This really caught me by surprise because in all the years I lived in that house, we never once called the cops. We were a gun owner family in a quiet, rural West Virginia neighborhood, etc. I asked her what she was talking about, and she looked equally surprised if she had just revealed something by accident. Oh, that's right. I never told you because you were too young at the time. One night, I woke up hearing noises outside my window, and when I looked, I saw a man staring into my bedroom. She went on to describe how turning on the lights caused him to take off running and how she grabbed my dad's pistol before calling the cops. I can't remember all the details I gave when they showed up. Tall white male, wearing a striped shirt and jeans, short dark hair, something like that. They said it matched the description of a man they were looking for in the area. It turns out he had just escaped from jail on a murder charge. Now I know it sounds so obvious hearing those two stories back to back, but it wasn't until a few years ago in my mid-twenties that I pieced together that my brother had unknowingly warned us about a murderer who spent multiple nights casing our home.
0: Okay, so hold on. The brother saw, saw him in the house? No, oh. and the
1: windows, the, okay. door, the window doors at the end of the hallway.
0: Yeah, that's really
1: creepy. Isn't that scary? That's super scary. It's scary that like you could think that you could just write that off. Kind of like, oh, it's a ghost or whatever. And it's actually a person who is casing your home while you're in there with your kids. It reminds me a lot of the stories of people who think their houses are
0: haunted mm-hmm. because they have things like moving out of place. And then they realize someone's been living in, their, in attic, their attic. yeah, Coming down to use their bathroom and eat their food when they're gone. Yeah, that is so scary. I would much rather have a ghost.
1: Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> I feel like me too. I mean, because I feel like... I don't even know how you would recover from something like that. I would feel like so violated, violated and gross knowing that someone was like using my stuff And your house is supposed to be like your safe place. Mm -hmm. So knowing that someone that you don't even know is there and you don't know that they're there and they're coming in and using your shower and eating your food. That is just, I would probably have to move to a different house. I don't know. I said, I'd rather have a ghost, but
0: I'm thinking about that video that we watched not too long ago of that. you That TikTok that you showed me of the guy who was watching his son's house, and the camera went off, and he was, like, looking, and the attic stairs came down. Oh, yeah. No one was up there. I I would rather, I guess, have somebody I could have arrested and and taken out, other than it just be some unknown force raising and lowering my attic mm-hmm. stairs. Because that video was terrifying.
1: Yeah, well, then there is also, on the contrary, the video, like you said, of the person who was, like, coming home from work and noticing that their food was gone. Yeah. No, like, This is weird. So they set up a camera facing their um, fridge, and weirdly, I've never seen a house laid out like this, but there was, like, a crawl space directly above their fridge. And the camera caught... Oops, sorry, not going step over. Multiple times, the camera caught a person... A woman, I believe, uh, who had been squatting in the attic for a while, coming down from that crawl space, and she had clearly knew the layout of the house, knew when people were gone, and like kind of sliding down the fridge, eating some food, and crawling right back yeah, up. Yeah, I don't like that at all. I don't like that either. <laughs> I don't even care how, like, harmless the person is. That is absolutely horrifying. Yeah. Toss me a couple bucks for the food too. You <laughs> leech. Like, come on. Okay, this one is I remember this one and it is absolutely horrifying. Like feels like something that could have been on no sleep because it is just terrifying. I love it. And it's I- like one of the most popular ones on. I feel like I'm listening to one of my episodes right now and I love it. <laughs> so this one's called The Smiling Man, and it is from Redditor user Blue Title. About five years ago I lived downtown in a major city in the United States. I've always been a night person, so I would often find myself bored after my roommate, who was decidedly not a night person, went to sleep. To pass the time, I used to go for long walks and spend the time thinking. I spent four years like that, walking alone at night and never once had a reason to feel afraid. I always used to joke with my roommate that even the drug dealers in the city were polite. But all of that changed in just a few minutes of one evening. It was a Wednesday, somewhere between 1 and 2 in the morning, and I was walking near a police-patrolled park quite a ways away from my apartment. It was a quiet night, even for a weeknight, with very little traffic and almost no one on foot. The park, as it was most nights, was completely empty. I turned down a short side street in order to loop back to my apartment when I first noticed him. The far end of the street, on my side, was a silhouette of a man dancing. It was a strange dance, similar to a waltz, but he finished each box with an odd forward stride. I guess you could say he was dance walking, headed straight for me. Deciding he was probably drunk, I stepped as close as I could to the road to give him the majority of the sidewalk to pass me by. The closer he got, the more I realized how gracefully he was moving. He was very tall and lanky and wearing an old suit. He danced closer still until I could make out his face. His eyes were open wide and wild head tilted back slightly, looking off at the sky. His mouth was formed in a painfully wide cartoon of a smile. Between the eyes and the smile, I decided to cross the street before he danced any closer. I took my eyes off of him to cross the empty street, and as I reached the other side, I glanced back, and then stopped dead in my tracks. He had stopped dancing and was standing with one foot in the street, perfectly parallel to me. He was facing me, but still looking skyward, smile still wide on his lips. I was completely and utterly unnerved by this. I started walking again, but kept my eyes on the man. He didn't move. Once I had put about half a block between us, I turned away from him for a moment to watch the sidewalk in front of me. The street and sidewalk ahead of me were completely empty. Still unnerved, I looked back to where he had been standing to find him gone. That's the worst. For the (laughs) briefest of moments, I felt relieved until I noticed him. He had crossed the street and was now slightly crouched down. I couldn't tell for sure due to the distance and the shadows, but I was certain that he was facing me. I had looked away from him for no more than 10 seconds, so it was clear that he had moved fast. I was so shocked that I stood there for some time, staring at him, and then he started moving toward me again. He took giant, exaggerated, tiptoed steps, as if he were a cartoon character sneaking up on someone, except he was moving very, very quickly." I'd like to say at this point I ran away or pulled out my pepper spray or my cell phone or anything at all, but I didn't. I just stood there, completely frozen, as a smiling man crept toward me. And then he stopped again, about a car length away from me, still smiling his smile, still looking to the sky. When I finally found my voice, I blurted out the first thing that came to mind. What I meant to ask was, what the fuck do you want? In an angry, commanding tone, what came out was a whimper. What the (laughs) fuck? Which is fair. (laughs) Yeah. Regardless of whether or not humans can smell fear, they can certainly hear it. I heard it in my own voice, and that only made me more afraid. But he didn't react to it at all. He just stood there, smiling. And then, after what felt like forever, he turned a- around, very slowly, and started dance walking away. Just like that. Not wanting to turn my back to him again, I just watched him go, until he was far enough away to almost be out of sight. And then I realized something. He wasn't moving away anymore, nor was he dancing. I watched in horror as the distant shape of him grew larger and larger. He was coming back my way, and this time he was running. I ran too. I ran until I was off of the side road and back onto a better lit road with sparse traffic. Looking behind me then, he was nowhere to be found. The rest of the way home, I kept glancing over my shoulder, expecting to see his stupid smile, but he was never there.
0: Okay. (laughs) I don't know why, but my brain was immediately thinking of like a mime. Mm Mm-hmm. Like somebody when they're pantomiming, how the way they move, exaggerated and yeah, how they and move. Usually, mimes like when they walk,
1: it's very graceful and fluid. And, and mime mimes terrify me, so I'm the smile this, too is very mime like. Mm-hmm. I don't like that at all.
0: I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I really yeah, hated like the that. scariest thing
1: of that is like that wasn't like a that was a person. Yeah, like, that wasn't a like, paranormal thing. That was just a dude being fucking creepy. Why would you do that to someone? I don't know. And how long was he out there? Just doing that, waiting for someone to come by. Yeah, I don't know. And the fact that he, like, didn't really look at her, he just, like, looked up. Yeah. So, like, what did he gain? I honestly... People are just I don't even weird, know what, man. like, the rational explanation for that could even be. Like,
0: drugs? Probably, but you would think you'd be less graceful on
1: drugs that would make you act like that. So, I don't know. I mean, it feels like... I would feel like I was being, like, hunted... Because the fact that she's like, okay, well, I guess we don't have confirmation if this is a girl or a yeah. guy, but they're like, he's he's walking away. We're good. Yeah. And then and running. then you're like, wait, why is he getting bigger? He's getting really big. And then you realize he's no longer like gracefully doing his little walk towards you. He's sprinting.
0: The full on sprinting and that kind of crouching down with the head still up and smiling was really creepy. Yeah. I don't know if we can rule this out as not being paranormal. <laughs> I feel like it might be some creepy.
1: I would have Happy called. I don't Joe. know if
0: I would have been able to walk myself home. I
1: wouldn't have been able to run with all the pee in my shoes. <laughs> I can tell you that. I would have been like, oh, God. No, what is happening? I would have been like, oh, uh, hey, I know you're sleeping, roomy, but you got to come pick me up. I am at the Circle K on the corner, and I am not leaving until you
0: show up. No. Like, I don't even... I, and I feel really sorry for anybody listening to this at night right now. I'm so glad it's daytime
1: because I'd be crying in the corner. Yeah. Also, like, the... F- I don't want to assume, but the fact that this person was taking uh, really late night strolls in the dark by themselves kind of makes me inclined to believe that it may have been a man, but I'm not entirely sure. You never know. The pepper spray made me think woman. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, guys, I feel I feel so bad for whoever it was because now they're like, I can't I can't take my peaceful nighttime right. thinking walks out there anymore for fear of the
0: smiley creeper. Yeah no okay so I
1: agree with the let's not meet again thing here let's not cross paths another time absolutely not so we're gonna take a quick little break and then we'll be back I'm gonna go to the bathroom cuz that scared me a lot We are back and this next one is some like brief comedic relief here. Um, I've always wondered like with some of these like let's not meet stories, I wanna know like the person on the other side of them and like their perspective. Like this is how I saw it and this is how it went down. Cause I mean, there's always two people involved and sometimes they're not necessarily like intentionally being creepy. Sometimes it just happens. So this one is by Reddit user Silver Starfire, and the title is Don't Be Afraid, I am a human woman. I'm just going to preface this by saying that I was the creepy party involved. (laughs) I was in a small forest nearby my house one night at around 1am on a winter night. The reason for this was because I was practicing meditation and I sometimes like to go out into nature during sessions. I sat under a tree. The place was deserted when I got there and just calmly melted into the environment. I managed to get into a pretty deep state so everything was sort of dreamlike. About halfway into it, these two young women, likely teenagers, came in. They were getting drunk or high and were giggling and tipsy. They sat down about 20 feet from me, facing away, chatting, totally unaware of my presence. Then one of them noticed me and freaked out. Whoa, what is it? Did you see that? She said to her friend. Then the other one noticed me, an ambiguous silhouetted lump under a pine tree, (laughs) and shrieked. My response was and a monotonous drone, a monotonous, right? Yeah, monotonous. My gosh, English major. And a monotonous drone. Don't worry, I am a human woman. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a particularly deep state at the time, so I didn't really think about how it sounded until afterward. One of them responded, kind of stuttering, and asked what I was doing. I explained that I was meditating and that they didn't need to worry about me and that they could proceed with the drinking. Needless to say, they laughed it off nervously and then quickly made an excuse to leave. Yeah, that would be...
0: Don't worry, I'm
1: a human woman. <laughs> uh, no, you're not, bitch. Why are you talking like that? I'm out of here. It's so no funny. because like she didn't even try. Like, she wasn't even thinking like, oh, shit, that was weird. Yeah, I should probably say that. <laughs> yeah. Stand up. Knock. Also, like, why do I need to specify that I'm a human woman? Like, what? She probably thought they were thinking. She was try. like, oh, um, I'm yeah. so peaceful right now. I'm not even, like, thinking about what I'm saying. Don't worry, I'm a human woman. Oh, <laughs> um.
0: Yeah, that is pretty funny. All right. I would like to see one of the. Um, sorry, going back to TikTok, but that video you shared. Emma shared this video with me the other day. Is TikTok of this man who's going out to put something in his trunk, and he opens his trunk and he sits his stuff in, and then he hears this voice behind him, and this dude gets instant wheels. I've never screams seen, like, at the top of screams so loudly and ran so fast to his house. And the guy behind him is like, what the hell?
1: I was just going to ask you for a jump. His had like, died. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine what his... Like, and literally the first thing the guy across the street said to him and I'm sure it was a teenager because he sounded pretty young he just said excuse me sir it wasn't like hey <laughs> <laughs> and the guy was like what the fuck he was like oh no and something's right. wrong here and he was like I felt so bad because even after all that I didn't even have jumper cables to help him out <laughs> uh, too funny you can hear the guy in the background after he like screams and he's like oh I'm sorry he's like are you fucking serious well, was like, ask why you why was, for a jump why was that the reaction that you just had That guy's got some (laughs) deep rooted trauma somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, some people are just jumpy.
0: Yeah,
1: I get it. So this next one is called, this kind of like plays into what you said earlier when you notice things like a little weird in your house. At first I thought I was going crazy, but now I'm pretty sure somebody has been entering my apartment while I'm at work. From Reddit user Olive Soup. At first I thought I was going crazy, but now I'm pretty sure somebody has been entering my apartment while I'm at work. So this has been happening for about a year and a half now, and tonight something happened that finally made me and my boyfriend realize that I wasn't imagining things. About a year and a half ago, after living in my apartment for over five years, I all of a sudden started noticing that things would be out of place when I would get home from work. Things that almost seemed out of place on purpose to mess with my OCD. Sometimes I would notice knives that were put back into the knife block the wrong way, or little ornaments that I have around my house being turned to face the wrong way. Sometimes my clothes were hung up in my closet the wrong way. Little things like that where I would feel something was off, but there was no way to prove it. And in all honesty, could have just been me being absent-minded when putting things away. After a couple months of things randomly being out of place and always having that creeped out feeling, things stopped going out of place and I put it to the back of my mind and stopped being so paranoid and moved on with my life. That is until about two weeks ago. For the past couple weeks, my cat has seriously been trying to tell me something when I have gotten home from work. Any of you who have a cat will know that exact meow. It's not an, I'm hungry, or an, I'm pissed because you've been at work all day meow, but an, OMG, you will never believe what happened meow, if that makes sense. I didn't really think anything of it because cats can be jerks sometimes, and I just assumed he was just bored and wanting to complain. The other day when I came home from work, I noticed a pair of balled up socks that do not belong to me sitting on my bedroom floor. My boyfriend came over the next night and I told him he had left a pair of socks here when he stayed over on the weekend. He looked at the socks and said that they were not his. My heart sunk and so did his. We both knew that someone had been coming into my house again and that I probably wasn't imagining it the first time. A few days later, I came home from work and found a bag from a lingerie store on top of my couch. It was empty. This bag had come from inside my house as I had just bought a bathing suit from that store a couple weeks prior and the receipt for that was in the bag. At first I thought my cat might have dragged it there but upon inspecting the bag there were no teeth marks as well as my cat couldn't have opened my closet door and gone into the paper or cardboard recycling that I keep in there on the top shelf. The final and perhaps most unsettling thing happened tonight. My boyfriend met me after work and we went out for dinner. We went back to my apartment after and I went to unlock my door and noticed that it was already unlocked. Locking the door when I leave my house is the one thing that I am most OCD about. I don't just double and triple check it, I quadruple check it. It is not just a habit I have, but something that is deeply ingrained into me. Everyone who knows me knows this about me, as I even do it to their doors. I have to check four times or I get an icky feeling. Even my boyfriend was on red alert when he noticed my door was unlocked. We entered my house, and I was checking to see if anything was out of place. He ran to the sliding glass door and tugged it, and it opened right up. I never leave that door unlocked. He witnessed me lock it on Sunday when I closed the door because it was getting too cold, and he saw me check it four times. I have not opened it since then. We are both convinced somebody has been in my house. Whoever has been coming in somehow has a key. The fact that they left the sliding door unlocked makes me think that maybe they are planning to come back with ill intentions. If they have a key, why would they need to unlock the sliding door? Unless they don't want to be identified by the security cameras at the front of my building. Either way, I have already ordered a security system, but unfortunately it's not going to arrive for a few days. Any suggestions on anything I can do in the meantime to keep keep safe? Also, what do you guys think? Am I just being paranoid or should I go with my gut on this one? First of all, why the- Fuck are you still staying there?
0: Yeah. Especially alone. Quit leaving your cat alone in case this person's <laughs> a cat killer.
1: Yeah. I would instantly change my locks. So there was a follow-up to this one. And police. This need was a involved. couple years ago. So I'm not sure what happened with like the security cameras, but she said she had changed her locks and she had set up security cameras and for the first week hadn't caught anything. But there weren't any updates after that. So I'm not sure if anything actually ended up happening or what. But, I mean, if the person does have a key to your house and you change the locks, things probably are going to stop happening because they can't get in anymore. But who would just have a key to your house? And why would they leave their socks there? Mm -hmm. Why were they taking their clothing off? are like, messy. Like, or intentionally trying to be creepy. Yeah, intentionally trying to fuck with you. The fact that, like, they are moving stuff. It would have to almost be someone who like knew that she had OCD, had OCD mm-hmm. because the fact that they're just doing like little changes and those are things that kind of make you like second guess yourself like, Oh, it's so little. Like the knife's the wrong way or my clothes don't look right. But when you do something the same way every single time, you notice stuff like that starting to change. I'd be making a list of X's and seeing who I thought mm-hmm. would possibly be doing that yeah.
0: or people that could have had a key or your landlord. Or your landlord, yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to like blast landlords or anything, but there are some creepy people who rent spaces that would do that and they would have
1: access to a key. Yeah, I wanna see if I can find some of the comments on this one because I wonder if, give me one second, second. Don't. I was gonna look up, don't be afraid, I'm a human woman, but that's not what this was. (laughs) Yeah, it just, the whole thing is really unnerving,
0: especially the lingerie bag. Were you hoping to find some lingerie in there? Is Mm -hmm. that why you got the bag? And then to just leave things or that could have been a bag that they got up because they were planning on taking things. And I would almost think that the reason why the sliding glass door was unlocked is because they came home at a time that person was not prepared for and they had to quickly go out a different exit.
1: Yeah. That's what you would think. Or also, I mean, she was probably right in assuming that they left that door unlocked in the event that they have to come back when she's there.
0: Unless they left out that door. Um, I would think they left out that door because one time we came home, um, You were little, and we didn't live in this house, but we came home from 4th of July, I believe. We'd been somewhere, and when we walked into the house, you couldn't really tell anything was out of place, nothing was off, until I walked into the kitchen in the back of the house, and then I really quickly realized that there was like a piece of metal on the countertop, and I couldn't place what it was. And then my brain kind of clicked. It was one of the windows. Somebody had busted out the window and left it on The kitchen countertop and then we went around like found the window that had been broken into all of our appliances were unplugged our tv was unplugged our back door was unlocked so we came home there was somebody in our house when we came home Mm -hmm. and they when we opened the door we thought we heard a door slam but we were like no it must have just been somebody else so we i think got really lucky that the person didn't want to hurt us because we yeah, they came, just wanted to
1: steal stuff. We came in
0: right when they were in that act of robbing us and surprised them and they ran out the back door. Mm-hmm. Terrifying.
1: This person's comment makes a lot of sense. Um, they said, Former property manager here, I've known of a couple of creepy maintenance techs getting caught and immediately fired for doing this. They have keys to every unit. Change your locks on your own and report this to police and your management company to look into just to be on the safe side. Which is, I mean, yeah.
0: And also, if they have security footage out front, why are they not looking at that? I would think that would be the first thing mm-hmm. you would do. Go to your property manager and say, hey, can you check the
1: footage and see who's been coming to my house? Not only that, but they know when she's not home. Yeah. So they've been, like, tracking her movements. They know when the right time to come in is because they know when she's not there. Or they're
0: al- if it is a property, like, maintenance person, they're always there. So they probably have the opportunity
1: to go into lots of people's places. This person said if it was me, I would crash somewhere else for a while and not arm your security system yet. I would get an internet-based camera like Ring or Nest and install it inside your house. As soon as you got an alert, call 911 and tell them someone has been breaking into your house and they are there now. You didn't say what kind of security system you were getting and if it has cameras, but I'm assuming you mean an alarm. An alarm is a great deterrent. As soon as a door opens, it'll start beeping at them, and if they don't disarm, the alarm will go off. The intruder will flee immediately. That's the point of an alarm. They won't be there when the cops come around. If it was me, I would be concerned about who the hell was breaking right. in. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they know your movements well enough to, mean, to know when you're not going to be home, meaning they've watched you. The lingerie bag implies it's not just some kid looking for a place to hang out, that they might have sexual interests towards you. I'd be more concerned about finding out who it is because an alarm will keep them out of your place, but it won't necessarily keep them out of your life. Yeah, I would definitely want to know who it was. That is so scary. That's, like, one of the things that, like, I have in the back of my head when I, like, think about living completely alone. Yeah. Because it's, like, so much weird shit can happen. So I'd I, also be making my boyfriend stay with me. He'd be like, you are not just coming over randomly, you are staying here for now. Or go crash at his, right, his place for a Right, and take bit. your cat. Because no apartment is worth that. No.
0: But like that person pointed it's so out weird, though, if she's it's been somebody there for
1: five years, and like if
0: it's somebody who's got an interest in her moving, may not even make a change. You know yeah. that's why it is important
1: to find out who it is. Yeah, because she said in her uh, her update said, update changed my locks the other day and set up my security cameras. So far, nothing else has happened, and I haven't caught anything on security cameras other than my cat doing his thing during the day when I'm gone. My landlord got back to me about the security footage from the front door and said that the only strangers she saw were buzzed into the building by residents, so no weirdos or previous tenants with keys. The police are still patrolling my neighborhood quite often, which definitely makes me feel more secure. Um I mean, maybe it's somebody that lives in the apartment complex too though, and they wouldn't be a weirdo. Right. It'd be someone that you would expect to see because I'm assuming the security cameras don't probably don't point directly to her front door, just like everyone right. enters. So it would have to be someone who's regularly there. And it could, I mean, that very
0: easily could be a neighbor that has like an obsession kind of thing. But the None is of that like, would make me feel any better. No. None of it at all. No. Nope.
1: Mm-mm. This is a good idea too. Someone said to video herself locking the doors when you leave. So you have self-proof that you actually did it. And then video the situation coming back after work. If things are amiss again, now you have evidence to involve the police too. That would have been my first call. Yeah, I just, people are so weird. Because she was originally (coughs) saying that she was gonna have to wait for her landlord's approval to change the locks and someone said, change your locks now, worry about your landlord later. Mm -hmm. Call a private locksmith, come get him to change the locks and tell your landlord after. No, you have to give your landlord a key though. Yeah, so just give him a key after. But But if it's the landlord, But if she's living in an apartment complex where people are being buzzed in, I'm assuming it's just a property manager who has like a universal key to get into everything. Right. So somebody could have gotten access to that property manager's universal key. Oh, this is so scary. Someone said, I have learned when you move into an apartment or house, always change the cylinders. You have no idea who or how many people have backup keys. So I, what what I would always, a cylinder be? The, you have to change the whole
0: mechanism on your door. So instead of just changing the, um, key parts, the whole you key part, you take the whole doorknob off and put a whole new doorknob on. Yeah. That is a
1: serious security issue. Yeah, which I do anytime somebody loses a key. I'm like, okay. This person said, you probably would have already thought of this, but there's no alternate entries to your apartment, is there? Like a manhole cross-space entry or a little door in the back of your built-in wardrobe or anything like that. And there's no way the person could be in your apartment with you there without you knowing, right? Ew, okay. I don't like that either. (laughs) Yeah. Okay.
0: All right, let's move on to the next one. I don't like that. Okay.
1: These are all That's like it. cautionary tales to always have five roommates. <laughs> yeah. Binge 400 pounds. So this is the last one that I have, and this is from a deleted user, and this one's pretty old, but it's called Babysitting Gets Creepy. I began babysitting at 13 to earn extra money to spend on horribly embarrassing things like Fall Out Boy CDs. Not embarrassing. I'm no. Fall Out Boy. I would almost always work for my dad's clients. He was a lawyer and get referred by word of mouth. I was babysitting for this one family who had a little girl, nine, and a little boy, seven. The parents seemed okay, if a tad crotchety, giving me a full schedule to follow and jokingly threatening to beat up any boy who might mysteriously show up after they left. It felt cruel for them to accuse me of even knowing a boy, given I basically look like an overgrown (laughs) baby with frizzy hair at that age. I'm mocking you. Almost immediately after the parents leave, the little girl sings in a creepy high-pitched voice. We're all alone now. Okay. Radio. cue the Shining soundtrack. I know, the little boy chimed in. Let's play Rape. What the fuck? No. Looking back now, I know the kid probably just heard the term on TV, knew the word was shocking, and said it just for a reaction. I totally bought into it at the time, sputtering wide-eyed and changing the subject quickly. These kids were hell for the next hour. I wouldn't let them watch South Park on the TV TV because their parents did not seem like the type to allow their precious seven and nine year old to watch a show like that. And as soon as I said no, the little girl casually said, oh, that's fine. We'll just go play PlayStation in the family room. Feel free to watch it out here. LOL. Nope. I knew exactly where that was headed. I said they could watch any other TV show in the living room while I made them dinner. The parents had left instructions to make them sandwiches. I could handle that. Before I'd even got out the bread, I heard a massive crash. It seems like the little girl had broken a glass. Tutting and pissed, but ultimately with no way to punish her, I cleaned it up while these two incredibly weird kids washed with white eyes. Dumping the broken glass in the trash, I went back to making the sandwiches. I'm a vegetarian, so while the kids had chicken, I'd made a simple salad one for myself. Just as I was finishing, the little boy screamed out in what, even from my hypervigilant state as an accountable teenage babysitter, sounded like a pantomime of pain. Nonetheless, I ran over to the couch in the living room to check on him. My ankle, he howled, dramatically flopping back into the couch. While I tried to figure out how he had, quote, hurt his ankle, the little girl slipped out of the room. Preferably, I was aware of this, but didn't really pay it any mind, focused on this little boy pretending to be in pain. He kept saying, I went to stand, but it hurt too much. I don't know. Over and over until his eyes suddenly flicked to just behind me, where I could see the little girl standing with a perturbing smile on her face. He was miraculously healed. Yeah, praise the Lord. At this point, I was just thinking these kids were really weird, craved attention a little too much, and probably needed more parental involvement. Whatever, I was 13, and that $60 was only four hours away. I set out the sandwiches for the two to eat at the dining table, went to get us soda, and returned. After pouring soda for the both of them, I realized they hadn't even taken a bite of their sandwiches yet. I asked them what they were waiting for. They smiled. For you to take a bite of yours. I am so glad I had a gut feeling to open the top part of bread of my sandwich because when I did, I saw glass. Broken glass. Broken glass that I'd put in the trash. I stared in horror at the two little kids staring at me with menacing twin grins. I lost it, shouting, Are you serious? At the very least, you could have really injured my mouth. What is wrong with you two? Instead of crying or apologizing, or pretending to be ashamed or confused, these two little fuckers began laughing. Not like kids. It was too low. It wasn't that silly free laugh kids laugh. It was low and threatening. I'll never forget that noise. My immediate reaction was, these kids are too young to be laughing like that. I called my older sister, who was 17 at the time, cried about what had happened, and she came and took over for me. We left the house with chills after the parents arrived, and never babysat for those two again. What I can't get past is a level of premeditation that went into sprinkling that broken glass in my sandwich in the total remorseless way they responded to my getting upset. They were like any, unlike any two kids I've ever met before. Not only that, but the premeditation to break the glass first. And then pretend to be in pain. And then
0: fake a injury, an injury so that they could put the glass on the sandwich. Yeah. Like, what kind of sociopaths are these parents raising? hmm Weirdos. And also,
1: seven- and nine-year-olds, like, how do they even know South Park existed if they weren't watching? <laughs> like, what is going on? There's a lot going on
0: here. I would have probably gone to jail that day. I would definitely not be babysitting again for them ever. No. And I would put pictures up everywhere that I knew that is just anyone like, else could
1: be warned away. S- what, seven and nine? Six and nine? How seven,
0: old were they? Seven, seven and
1: nine. nine. Yeah. It's crazy behavior. Insane behavior. Like, what is going on in
0: that little brain? No, I babysat for some neighbors of ours one time when I was like 13. And they paid pretty well. I just had to get up and walk next door. Some of the... Worst children I've ever encountered in my life they the one would immediately after the parents leave every day, climb up on top of the garage, get a ladder out, climb on top of the garage, and <laughs> sit on the fucking roof and refuse to come down. why I don't know hours was it like were they having fun or were they like crying? No, he was just a an evil <sighs> shit that would climb on top of the garage and just sit there and finally, I'd had enough this happened every day. For like two weeks and i finally called the dad and i was like i'm leaving your son's on the damn garage again he won't come down and when he was down he was beating up the other two which they were very sweet it was really only the one kid that was a mess um the worst
1: two weeks of my life trying to take care of someone in the child. comments said this was eight years ago so this is a while ago oh wow i babysat before and luckily i never encountered kids like those two evil in a child really disturbs me did you tell the parents afterwards and she said As soon as the parents got home, I told them what had happened and they began playing it off like it was a silly prank. Oh, okay. I wanted my money and to get the hell out of there. So I just said again that they could have seriously hurt me and they tipped me a little extra. And someone said, kids' behavior normally reflects what they live at home. I wonder how those parents were educating them. Glad you had the common sense to look into your food. And someone said, did you tell your parents? Maybe they could have called CPS. And she said, I told my dad, who was shocked, but ultimately we did nothing. We assumed notifying the parents was all we could do without seriously stepping over boundaries. As soon as I left the house, there was no way to prove what had happened within. It would have become a he said, she said situation. The thing with me is, like, it couldn't have just hurt her mouth. It could have. That could have killed her. Yeah. Very easily. If you, like, eat glass and it, like, punctures your internal, like, organs, your your intestines, your stomach. She could have died. Mm hmm Yeah. And I'm very glad that she was like, oh, something's weird. They're like watching me want to eat this food. Like, what did they do while I wasn't looking? And then she was like, yeah, I should probably check my sandwich. Yeah, a prank is like putting a lot of salt on your sandwich. Yeah, like not shards. That, <laughs> my brother did that to my grandpa when we were younger. He He's made so us. Bad. He made us like mac and cheese, and my brother, for whatever reason, was evil and poured like mm-hmm. an entire salt shaker worth of, worth of salt on my grandpa's mac and cheese and mixed it in so he couldn't even see it. And my grandpa was so pissed <laughs> off. Poor great. But, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> someone said, by any chance is your dad a defense lawyer for criminals? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is this? Oh, goodness. She said, that certainly explained their behavior, but unfortunately, no. He works mainly in estate planning. Well, someone I- said, does he deal with estates built over Indian burial grounds or sites of the Manson murders? <laughs> yeah, those kids have some <laughs> major problems that They need a psychiatrist. For sure. They probably do love South Park and probably Children of the Corn, too. I would imagine. That's not... That is just insane. No. Yeah, I, I I
0: couldn't.
1: I could not babysit
0: for evil. No. $60 is I, not
1: enough. Like, you better be... Before I go to the popo, you better
0: give me some more money. Well, that's why they probably paid that well. Yeah. I'm sure she was not the first babysitter. No. Definitely not. Yeah, your dad right. wants to know if they had black eyes. Were they black-eyed kids? <laughs> no. I don't believe they
1: had black eyes. Unfortunately, this is They were already in the house. A little scarier because they're actual human children who are just evil. I don't know if it's scarier. It's equally scary. Scarier.
0: Yeah. If you don't get the black eyes reference, you need to listen to last week's
1: podcast on black-eyed kids, which is another whole another thing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any personal like Stories that you can think of where you've had interactions with people like one interaction with someone where you're like, yeah I never want to see that person again.
0: Um, nothing that really stands out
1: I'll think about it for a minute. You I yes So when I was away at school, um, I was grocery shopping one day and I had I mean at the time I was away at school and knew no one So I was partaking in dating apps and stuff like that. I didn't know anybody and i got a message after i got home from grocery shopping on one of the dating apps that said i hope you enjoy those strawberry uncrustables and i was like what the fuck because that was the sole reason that i went to the store and i bought strawberry uncrustables Mm -hmm. and i'm like why how would this person that was the only message they had ever sent me had never had any previous conversation hadn't told any him that i was going grocery shopping for this and so immediately I was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Probably shouldn't have even replied. Should have just blocked, whatever. Immediately. And he was like, oh, I saw you. Uh, I thought it was you. Saw you at the whatever aisle at Walmart earlier buying strawberry and crustables. So not only did he, like, see me, recognize it was me, say nothing, but, like, made mental note of what I purchased and thought this will be a cool way to message this what girl I, later.
0: What a cute icebreaker. Yeah. Yeah,
1: no. I was horrified. I'm like, this person watched me purchase. Like It
0: would have been less creepy if he would have just walked up and, and said, hey, hey, I recognize you. I think we might have just matched. Yeah. Way less creepy. I also enjoy strawberry and <laughs> <laughs>
1: Needless to say, I, yeah, unmatched that person. Not okay. 707. Write it down. Yeah. Oh, that's her. In the frozen G6. Aisle. I'm going to message her three hours later after she gets home and no. Weird, weird, weird. People are just so fucking strange. People are strange.
0: I don't have anything that most of my, I don't want to talk to you, experiences involve people I knew personally that just said or did weird things that I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to need you to probably never say anything to me again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's not say we did. Yeah. I'm good on that. All
1: right. Well, I really liked those. I think we should do another episode on. Yeah, there's a bunch out there. I mean, like I said, this subreddit's been around for nine plus years. So yeah, a lot of stories out there. If any of you have any let's not meet stories, we
0: would love to hear them also. Absolutely. And I actually found this to be terrifying in a good way because, mm-hmm. you know, I like to be terrified.
1: It, yeah, also, I mean, it's not true crime, but it's like true experiences with creepy people. It's like true crime adjacent. There are, are a are lot like, of true crime adjacent like stories in here. Who two are, minutes away from it being a true crime There tale. are stories that... I, Some of them are, like, marked as, like, epic, which means, like, super long, so I didn't include a lot of those, but literally people who had conversations with, like, serial killers and, like, murderers and then found out later that that's who they were speaking to. There was one that I, a story,
0: someone told us about They were camping with their parents and heard, like, a weird squishing and dragging sound in the woods, and it ended up being, like, Ted Bundy killing someone and, like, pulling their body by their, like, missed... Ted bunny by like two feet because mm-hmm. they were in their tent and he had well, Yeah, they... I
1: had been told a story um, from like a friend of a friend because we did the Sam Little episode of them who they were driving because Sam Little traveled through mm-hmm. St. Louis, traveled all over the place and he walked a lot. Um, they distinctly remember her parents. They also traveled a lot. They were on one of like the back roads, I want to say like West. That back road, country roads, St. Louis roads. Mm-hmm. And um, someone was pulled over on the side of the road. And they were like, oh, I mean, at the time, they were like, we should probably, like, maybe see if this person needs help. So they pulled over to help him. And he, like, walked up to the side of their, like, door. And they rolled down the window a little bit. Didn't get out of the car. And he was, like, asking for a direction somewhere. And she noticed that he was wearing, like, surgical gloves, like... Yeah. And she was like, uh, like, that's a little weird. Smiling and
0: tiptoeing. Well, like,
1: clearly <laughs> trying to, like, make sure that, like, his fingerprints weren't on, like, any doors or anything. Right. And they were like, yeah, you gotta go that way and that way, and then they just kind of left. And then when he got arrested, they saw, like, his picture, and they and were like, holy shit, that is the person that we stopped to help on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. And thank yeah. God we didn't help him any further than what we did. We need to do the interview with our friend
0: who worked with the... One guy that got yeah like,
1: caught. Oh yeah. It's just crazy. I don't wanna give too many details. Like the statistics but, that like at any given time you could walk by however many murders like, like yeah, <laughs> or drive by dead bodies on the highway. <laughs> yeah.
0: Life is weird. It is weird. All right, well that's all I got. All right, well thanks for being weird with us and listening to the Monsters and Mixers podcast. Please follow us on our socials on Facebook at Monsters and Mixers Pod on Twitter at Monsters Mixers
1: and on Instagram at Monsters and Mixers Podcast. Like and follow us on your preferred listening platform, leave a five-star rating, and send us those stories via email at MonstersAndMixers2 at gmail.com or at one of the socials mentioned. See you next time when we dive into another terrifying
0: tale and concoct a new delicious drink to wash down the horror. Now get out there and meet some ghosts and make some
1: toasts.